Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Phenomenally Purposeful You. This is your girl Empress here. And I have been gone for a long time. I think it's been over a month. I do apologize. I'm still here. This episode is, or this podcast is still here, still rocking. Um, I do apologize for all the listeners, the faithful listeners who come on here every time I post a, a podcast. So I'm definitely sorry for being gone for so long. If you are new to this podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome to the family. And if you are a continuous listener, someone who's been rocking with me for a while since Finale Purpose for You started in 2020, thank you for coming back, fam. I appreciate you. I love you. And I'm super excited to share what God has placed on my heart today. So um, I've been gone for a little bit. I celebrated my birthday about two weeks ago, and I had a wonderful birthday, a wonderful birthday week. My best friend and I um, are a day apart. We didn't get to see each other this year, but um, yeah, we got to celebrate our birthday with loved ones, and so we had a good time. Even though we weren't together, we still had a good birthday, um, or birthdays, I should say. <laughs> so um, I wanted to... You guys know, if you're not new to this podcast, you know that I don't come on here just to hear myself talk. I have a word to give or something um, that God has placed on my heart and I would like to share with others. And so, um, you know, I previously talked about that appreciating the people that God has placed in your life. Um, So I ended up going to a funeral today. For a man and this and and his wife, not both of them didn't pass away, but the man had passed away, and um, him and his wife, I met briefly. I met them recently within the last six months, and they have been such a great additional joy in my life. And um, it was very heartbreaking to hear that he had passed. I had literally had a conversation with him right before our birthday because his birthday is in April as well and so his wife had texted me and told me he had passed and I was like in shock um I didn't know he was sick um she did tell me he was you know sick a little bit um but anyways um you know appreciating the people that God has placed in your life and I was so appreciative, you know, I don't, I, like I said, I don't know them very well. I've only known them for about six months. I don't see them very often. I wasn't talking to them all the time, but just in that small time of knowing him, you know, I was able to learn so much and see God through him. And so well, that's kind of one of the reasons why I started Phenomenally Purposeful You. If you haven't heard the story, there is a episode on how Phenomenally Purposeful You, or PPY for short, um, started, where it came from, like how God placed it in my life and or placed it in my heart to start. And I'm just grateful for all of you who listens to this podcast. But um, I wanted to touch base back on appreciating the people in your life and that we're on borrowed time. And that's something that, you know, sometimes we forget, right? We forget that we're on borrowed time. So every day we should, I'm not going to say live our life to the fullest, but enjoy 
the life that we are given and don't take it for granted. You know, some people feel like they have to constantly be on the go, go, go. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to go do this and I got to do that. And sometimes when we're always on the go, we're not taking care of ourselves. We're not getting the rest that we need. We're not getting the self-care that we need. And I'm in my last week of school or last two weeks, I should say. And um, we discussed burnout, right? Now, like I said, I just took some time off for my birthday. And you would think I would feel refreshed and everything. And my professor had us take a burnout quiz or a compassion fatigue quiz. And when I got my results, you guys, I was somewhat surprised and somewhat not surprised. Knowing me and how I am, my compassion satisfaction was high. And it's that's something I didn't ex- I expected, but my burnout was moderate, and I was very surprised considering that I took, you know, basically I had taken four or five days off, maybe six days: Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Fridays. So six days. Um, if you don't want to count weekends, four days off because I don't work on weekends. And I was like, okay, Empress, what did you? Why are you burning? Why are you burning out? You just took some time off. You just spent some time with your loved one. You know what's what's really happening. So, excuse me. I realized that. Okay, maybe I'm not taking care of myself like I should. You know, I'm on the go constantly. My position has been a little bit spread at work, and plus school ending this semester, having you know almost to renew my lease. You know all these new things. And so, so much is going on, right? And so I think that I'm taking on a lot more. I don't know if I mentioned to you guys, I started mentoring. So now I mentor a nine-year-old little girl as well. And so that's added on to my plate of things, plus my self-care for myself. Um, but going back to where we're on borrowed time. So if we're on borrowed time, what does that truly mean to you? When you think about that statement, we are on borrowed time. When I think back and I think about the last 20 something years of my life, and I think about, you know, a lot of people, older people will love to say, you have so much time. Young people have so much time. But when you look at the news, and you look at what's going on around you in your community, it's not the older people that are dying, it's the young people. We are all on borrowed time. Young people feel like we have so much to live because that's what we hear, right? We have so much time to do this. We have so much time. Don't worry about this because you have so much time. You don't know when your last day on earth is, right? No one does. Not even the person who says, I'm going to pull the plug. Probably the only person that may is a person who dies by suicide. And even then, they don't even know if it's going to work, right? And um, it's unfortunate. But we're all on borrowed time. This podcast episode is not going to be long because I wanted you to think about what do you want to be remembered for? And I think I've discussed this in my previous 
first year, I think I talked about leaving a legacy and what did you want to be reminded for? You know, I'm the type of person that I don't have to do certain things to have fun and to, and I don't, you know, those who do those things, I don't, you know, condemn them. But I've always been the type of person that I've always wanted to be remembered for having so much love for people, even people who others may seem as unlovable. And I wanted to always spread God's word to others and to encounter others and show love. And I believe that when I do leave this side of heaven and go and go to uh, leave earth and I have a legacy, it would be how I treated people. It's not about how much money I have given or how what clothes I had or what hairstyle I had, but it would truly be how I treated other people. And I think that when we think about Jesus and we think about who he is, right? Now, if you're new to this, who is Jesus and who is this man and and why do people talk about him all the time? When you read the word of God and you truly get to know who Jesus is, Jesus's legacy wasn't about, he did miracles, yes. Yes, and that's part of it. But who was Jesus? How was Jesus on this earth? How did he act on this earth? How did he treat others? How did he treat the rich? And how did he treat the poor? He treated everyone the exact same. It was He was the son, he was the earthly son of a, of a carpenter, right? Carpenters aren't rich. At least that's not, at least I don't know any carpenters that are, but not knocking that field. They are much needed. But financially, right? Jesus' best friends, which I, I call the disciples his best friends, maybe except Judas, but well, maybe to him, all of them were his best friends. I don't know. I don't know what Jesus' mind was at that time, but I call the disciples his trusted friends, his his twelve his twelve best friends, and so the disciples were a mixture of people, right? One was a tax collector. The other ones were fishermen. You know, one of them betrayed Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And so Jesus didn't hang out with just the rich, you know? And I think it's important to realize your circle of friends, right? Same thing with relationships. I talk about relationships on here as well. That sometimes the person, you won't know a person's character until they go through some dark things with you or some low things with you when you've gone through some trials and tribulations with them and they don't change up on you that's how you truly you know know who's riding and dying for you and I don't mean literally but I mean like who's sticks who's staying by your side who's sticking by you and so with Jesus going back to how the legacy part Jesus's legacy was he loved all, he saw all, he appreciated all, and he, and, 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 well, put it like this, he saw no matter who you were, and he loved you no matter who you were. You could have had leprosy, and a lot of people did not want to be around somebody who was, who was a leper. You know, you could have been blind, you could have been a lame and couldn't walk, you could have been a diseased person, the, the woman that had the bleeding she, she just kept bleeding. 
you know, Jesus loved everyone, right? And that's how we should be. This country in this world, not even this country, because you could be listening in another country, but this world is so adamant about division, but that's not what God stood on. You know what I'm saying? That's not what Christ stood on. He wants us to be unified, to be together, to be one. His word says that we are the body of Christ. We all are the body of Christ. How even in different parts, you know, your body consists of your arms, your legs, your head, your neck, your torso, your legs and your feet. Right. And other parts, even the organs, they all do different things, but they keep the body running. And that's what God says we are supposed to be. We can all be different, whether it's skin tone, language, hair type. You know, whatever things that keep us different, whether it's disability, non-disability, you know, or disabled, I'm sorry, disabled or non-disabled, whatever the differences between us are, that's okay. God didn't just die for this particular people. He died for everybody. Jesus died for everybody. We are all supposed to be different. But what our differences are is what makes us connect, right? Our similarities are what makes us connect. I may not understand your story because of things you've been through, and you may not understand mine. But we may have something in common that helps connect us with the similarities, Now, some of you might be confused because I just confused myself a little bit. (laughs) Um, Like I mentioned, we're all the body of Christ. We're all supposed to be a a piece of the body of Christ. Right? I I can be a part of the body of Christ. You can be a part of the body of Christ. You're the point that I connect to. Somebody else connects to you and somebody else connects to them. We're still all one body made up of different parts, but we're all still one body. When I think about Jesus, when I literally sit down and think about Jesus and think about the things that he has done, the things he has said, the things he has been examples of. Sometimes I'm just like, God, I'm not doing enough. I feel that that pressure of God, I'm not doing enough because I, I, I had a bad day and I was snarky at this person. God, forgive me. When I should have loved that person, I got snarky with them. You guys, we have to think about how we treat people. And I know You're probably like, why is she so focused on that? Because it's so important, right? I study mental health counseling. That's what I go to school for. And so tying that into that as well, you don't know what someone is going through. There are so many people who put smiles on their faces and are dying on the inside for someone to really see who they are. You don't know how far a kind word 
or gesture goes for someone. Someone can be at their end of their rope and you holding the door for them, saying, God bless you, God loves you, I love you, can change the way they see people. There's so much going on in this world. And guys, I'm, I, I do this too. Sometimes I look at the world and I'm like, there's no hope. There's no, there's no peace. And then I have to remember the God I serve is the God of hope, is the God of peace. And at the end of the story, he always wins. And I have to tell myself, you know, God, you are the one who is the peace. You are the one who is the, the leader. You are the one who is the fixer. You are the one that can control all things. So God, I ask you to cover the land that is here on this earth that you created. God, cover the homes of everyone on this earth. Lord, there's so many people suffering. There's things that we need to start as Christians praying for that's bigger than just us. Because it's not about us. And I've said this on this podcast before. It's not about us, but it's about God. It's about serving and being the light that God it was when he was on this earth, when in the flesh. You know, we say we are the body of Christ. We're, we're, immuti- we're ambassadors of Christ. We're, you know, God's light emulates in us. We need to actually do that work. Not just say it, but put some action behind it and do it. You see what I'm saying? Be the voice of God. You are, the, you are the pastor preached in the funeral today that I attended, that we are all messengers. We are all influencers and we are all influenced. Who are you influenced by? Are you influenced by the people in the streets that don't know God? Not saying some people in the streets do know God or don't know God. There's people in the streets that don't know God, have never uttered the name God, maybe have heard it once or twice, but don't know who God is. You know, a lot of people look down on people for how they look and praise people for what they can get out of them or praise people for the amount of money that they have. Do you know some of the people that you praise and for don't even know God? Some of the people that you listen to or look up to are leading you to a path of hell. And you don't even know it. Because you're looking with your physical eyes and not with your spiritual eyes. Come on, guys. We have to be wise. Ask God for wisdom. Ask God for discernment. Even some of the people in the church, you know, if you notice, some people are corrupt in the church. But you have to ask God to help you with that. Tell God, God, I am your head. I'm the head, not the tail. I am your hands and feet. Use me for your glory. And that's exactly what I ask God on a daily basis. God, use me for your glory. There's times I slip up because we are still in our flesh. We're not going to be perfect. We never will be perfect. Don't tune your nose up at somebody because you feel like you're better than them because you're not. You don't know what God is doing in their life. You don't know what their testimony is going to be. 
your testimony is different from their testimony, but doesn't mean that yours is better than theirs. Like I mentioned, we're all the body of Christ. We all need to act like it. We need to spread love to others. Even if, even if it's somebody who did you wrong, you still need to love them. It's going to be hard. Trust me. I've been there. There's been people in my life who hurt me and I'm just like, but God, why do I still love them? And God's like, because I commanded you to. I didn't make you like everybody else. See, God didn't make you like anybody else. You can even have a twin and your twin is not even like you. You may look like your parent, but you are not your parent. You are you. You get what I'm saying? We're all supposed to be like Christ. He saw all and he loved all. God sat, Jesus sat with the poorest of the poor, broke bread with them. Jesus sat with the rich and broke bread with the rich. He didn't care what you looked like. He didn't care what clothes you had. He didn't care what you did for a living. He treated all the same. Everyone the same. You can have so many degrees and still be the rottenest person in the world. I used to say this about my best friend's other friend. It's her foster sister. I used to say she is such a a beautiful girl or a beautiful young lady on the outside, but because of her spirit and how she treats other people, she is the nastiest and ugliest person I've ever seen. And I didn't mean it in a way where to be rude, but I was saying it in a way where I was like, your outer beauty doesn't mean anything if your inner is nasty and ugly. See, people are so caught up in having the type, the nicest clothes, the fancy cars, the finances, the finances, having a million dollars, but their insides are nasty and dirty similar to like um, tar they talk about when you learn about cigarettes and they talk about the tar that's within the cigarette and they say it's the nastiest thing within the cigarettes I don't know much about it because I don't smoke but um, just think about tar in itself if you don't know what tar is look at a picture of black tar it's nasty it's thick and it's disgusting. It's one of the one of it doesn't have a good smell. If you've ever been, all right, guys. This is a part two. This is the end. Um, I apologize. The first part got cut off. I got a phone call, but um, I was saying we need to be more like Christ. We need to look at him and what he did on this earth and emulate him. And it's not just him. I mean, he's the perfect example, but there's other examples in the in the Bible of followers of Christ or people that were called by God to do miraculous things and what they've done and what they didn't do. Like we go with Jonah and the whale and how God told Jonah, go to this place. And Jonah said, I'm not going over there. And he ran the opposite direction. And what happened? He got swallowed up by a whale. And in that turmoil of him going through that swallowing up of a whale, 
God turned his heart around and he was obedient. It was about obedience. And when you're not obedient, the consequences of not being obedient and what that looks like. So there's there's just so much that, you know, the Bible itself has taught us and will teach us. And if you continue reading and take some time out to read, and I'm telling myself that too, take some time out to read the word of God and learn more of what, you know, there's things that you could be praying for. And God has the answer right in the book of, the, of his word and you just have to read it. But I wanted to just close that out. Um, I didn't pray. Sometimes I begin it with prayer and sometimes I end it. So let's just all bow our heads and close our eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for who you are in our lives, Lord, and who what you're doing in each and every person that's hearing my voice speak, Heavenly Father. I thank you for the work that you're doing through me, for me, through us, for us, and for your glory, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for finally purposeful you, God, that you're using it for your glory, Lord God, and just reaching ears who may have not heard of God or heard of the wonderful name of Jesus. God, I thank you for being the example that you are, that who we're supposed to be, Lord. And in this world of darkness, Lord, I pray that your light never goes out. That, Lord, that your light continues to shine, even if it seems like it's only in one corner of the world, Lord God. We pray, Lord, that that, that, that light will emulate in all over the world, Lord. That people will see us and be like, there's something different about them. And that, God, we, they see you through us, Lord. It's not about us, but it's about you. God, I pray for this season that we're all in, Lord God. I pray for those who are struggling right now to see the light. Um, in their life, Lord God. Remind them of what you have done and where you have brought them from, Lord God. Sometimes we need that reminder that you have never left us, even when we felt like the world and everyone around us has left us, Lord God, but you did not. God, I thank you for who you are again in our lives. I thank you, Lord, for the work that you're doing, seen and unseen, Lord God, the protection that you put around us, Lord God, the things that you've done on the cross for us and the things that you continue to do for us. Lord, I thank you so much for who you are, the God of all God, the King of all kings, the Prince of Peace. I thank you, Lord, and I pray for those who might be going through some things, Lord, and suffering in silence, that, Lord, that they no longer suffer in silence, that you bring someone into their life, Lord God. Open their hearts, Lord. Allow them to be receptive, to be hearing of others, or to go to someone for help, Lord God or to go to a pastor to have someone pray for them, Lord God. Lord, open their minds and their wisdom, Lord. Let them have discernment. Lord, I pray for those who are struggling with shame, Lord God, that you just be with them and remind them, Lord God, that we are all human, but you forgive them, Lord, and there's nothing to be ashamed about. There is nothing to feel guilty about, Lord God, because you have forgiven them. Lord, I thank you for everything you do. In your son's precious name I pray, amen. Amen and amen. Guys, that's it for this episode of Phenomenally Purposeful You. I pray you all have a wonderful evening and have a wonderful rest of April. And I hopefully will be doing an episode next month. But if not, whenever I do another episode, I will make sure that I acknowledge all of you. Have a blessed day. Good night. Mwah.